Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. This is Victoria Lowry with another New Heights show on education. And tonight we're talking about coping with negative people. Have you ever met one? Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. Well, odds are, odds are you have. But I wanted to first mention the people in the wake of the path of Hurricane Matt uh, down in Florida. It's expected to hit between 2 and 6 p.m., I just heard. So I have some friends down there, too, and if you do as well, I hope everybody is staying safe, not to mention the people in Haiti. You know, just hope that they're all okay and aid is getting through so pray to them excuse my little cough there Uh, so back to negative people i wanted to give a this is my seven step strategy and i have to say (laughs) that this topic tonight a lot of time life this show reflects life and and i have had some negative people in my life recently so it has really pushed me to put my strategy down on paper and to share it with you. So I'm speaking to myself as as well as sharing any kind of information with you. The first, very first step of my seven-step strategy, I think, is just to identify who you're talking with. Just stay present in the moment and just recognize it. Oh, okay, it's a negative person. There it is. Let's initiate the plan. There are two different kinds of negative people, I think, as far as deciphering it for yourself. There are those who care. These are people who care about you, your loved ones, your friends. They may say negative things, thinking they're being helpful. Things like, that's your cross to bear, or life just stinks. You can't trust anyone. It's 
it's easier to walk away from someone you don't know who's being negative, like a clerk in a store, the person next to you in a line at the bank. But with friends and loved ones, there's a greater built-in expectation to hear this person out because you trust them. They're part of your inner circle. But just because they're part of your inner circle doesn't mean that they don't have inappropriate negative outlooks sometimes. They're still human just because they're your friend. And they aren't intentionally trying to bring you down. It's just their perspective. To them, it's just the way it is. So wanted to separate the two types of people that we're identifying as negative. And people aren't necessarily negative all the time. Maybe it's on this, a certain issue based on the experiences they've had. The second type is those who don't care. And there are some people who are deliberately manipulative for whatever reason. Maybe they want something from you, or they could just be lashing out out of anger from their own personal experiences. Almost all negativity has its roots in some sort of ego issue. You know, we mentioned ego here and there. Ego, I believe, is synonymous with fear. Among other things, fear is a big one. And the person who is being negative be afraid of being embarrassed in front of others. Or they could be afraid of losing something like money or afraid of not getting something like a job promotion. And that could cause them to be really negative and maybe even a little further than just being negative and being a little bit manipulative and vindictive. So there is a difference, and it is good, I think, helpful to to recognize that. There's a difference between being realistic and just being a Dave or Debbie Downer. I want us to be smart about our reactions, smart about all this emotional intelligence stuff that we're talking about. Observe yourself. Are you talking to someone from the Downer family, or is there a point that you would benefit from learning? Possibly there's an element of truth to it. If somebody's words, though, discourage you into quitting, then something's wrong. Maybe your actions need some adjustments, but it could also be their perspective. So never quit. Just identify the source And if you have any course corrections to make, make them appropriately, but do not let negative people cause you to quit. That's the first point. Point number two. So give yourself an honest check to see how much of the negativity is useful or valid. Step back and look objectively to decide if they are bringing up a realistic obstacle you need to address or overcome, maybe make the course adjustment. Uh, It could be a little nudge from the universe, and it's telling you to steer your wheel a little bit differently. I like to visualize life's course as driving a car, driving a car down the road. Each of us has our own unique, unique route to take, our own path, our own roads, our own turns, and curves that we have to ride on, and our course adjustments are just like steering the wheel. Just like when you're driving a car, we're constantly steering the wheel, keeping it on our course, 
keeping it where we want to go, keeping it from going off the edge. So, uh, of course, adjustments, nothing wrong with that. It's part of life. So now if you decide then that there is no valid point, a person's just being negative because of their own point of view or being negative to being manipulative, then we're going to move on to step three. So if you have a purely negative person, no real adjustments you need to make yourself, then get right to setting boundaries. Don't feel pressured to sit and listen to a negative person and allow their darkness to wash over you. Just leave the conversation as quickly as possible. Put some distance between yourself and this individual. If you must be around a negative person because possibly you work with them or live with them, try to keep your negative type interactions. When you know you're getting to that boundary, try to keep your interactions short. You can't control the negative behavior of other people. You can only control your reaction. So do not indulge giving credit to their words. Don't let it cause you to jump into the same boat as them either and start sucking you into their negative world. And don't let it discourage you. Don't let it discourage you. Sometimes I know that is much easier said than done. But brush it off. Take a walk if that works for you. Uh, find your happy place or talk to a friend. Do whatever works for you to shake it off. It's like singing a Taylor Swift song right now. Shake it off. But I'll spare you the rest. <laughs> anyway, try not to waste too much of your time on it because, again, you can't change them. You can only control yourself and it's one of those things where you have to cut your losses. Maybe you wish that they were different or the situation was different. And this is something I'm telling myself right now because, as I already shared, I'm dealing with my own negative person right now, a few people. And it's disappointing. It's truly disappointing. But kind of shake it off and know that it's where they're coming from. All I can do is control my response. And with that brings us to point number four, which is a really good mechanism to use when you are dealing with a negative person. And I call this keeping an otter box mentality. You know those otter boxes or the life touch boxes or whatever you get to put over your iPhone and give it a warranty so that if you drop it in the glass of milk or accidentally go swimming with it or accidentally run over it with a car, I must say I I know somebody who's accidentally done that, then it's safe, it's protected. So vision, vision boards are great. Visualizing things are great. And visualize an otter box around yourself. Negative people have a way of taking their negative thoughts and transferring them onto you. So we want to protect ourselves and block that transference from happening. They can plant a seed. They can get a little space in there, get around your otter box, and possibly plant a seed of doubt, but only if you let them. 
that that seed could grow. It could grow into a huge tree, but we're not going to allow that seed to get planted. We're just going to let it bounce off. Wouldn't it be great if Apple Apple really did make an otter box for humans? And but until they do that, any negative things that don't belong and could possibly damage you, the human inside, let those just bounce off. I mean, I know that's easier said than done, but just let it roll. Don't let it cause you to react, and then a situation escalates. It might burn. It might burn in the moment, but usually if you can walk away, go back to some of those things that we just spoke of that make you happy, taking a walk, talking to a friend, give yourself a little distance. That will help you create your own otter box around yourself. Distance is always great for that. A little time, give your thoughts time to calm down and the burn that you just felt, and that will really help you look at it a little differently. Um, push them out. You know, just push them out. Push those negative thoughts right away and replace them with some positive thoughts instead, and do not let that overcome you. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Now, our fifth step is possibly you might want to consider this. And and a lot of people are very uncomfortable with confrontation. Or it could be the other extreme and there's just a blow-up and a fighting. Neither one of those extremes really gets a lot accomplished. But you can consider a controlled confrontation and possibly get them on your side. Sometimes the detractor is someone you cannot ignore because you work with them. A person may be a, a close neighbor or something like that. It is possible to turn their hating into helping. So as early as possible, before things escalate, more nonsense stuff makes this issue even bigger, before too much animosity builds up, it may be worth your efforts to try to recruit them to your team instead of fighting against them. Explain to them. I mean, it doesn't have to be real lengthy. Explain to them. Let them know how you need to be treated. I have an example from my own life. When we moved into the home, the home we live in right now is about 10 years ago, and we have this great German Shepherd dog that was our family pet. We all loved him so much. And we lived in a space where there was a lot of room. And he ran. I always went running with him also. And then we moved into a neighborhood where there's a really small, small yard. Your neighbors are 10 feet away. And and it was a change for him. And he was outside some during the day in a fenced-in area. And I usually brought him in as soon as I got home. But he was doing some barking at first. It was new. I don't, he didn't like it. I don't know why. He was, didn't want to be out there. But he was barking. And I got the nastiest note in the mailbox. They were ready to call the FBI and 
and just make it a real federal case is really nasty and threatening. And I thought, wow. So I went to them and I said, I have your letter. Went to them face to face and I said, I have your letter. And sorry if my dog has been bothering you, but I want to let you know that it's not necessary to be threatening. I want you to know you can come to me, you can talk to me, and tell me if there is something that has disturbed you as a neighbor, and we'll just work it out together. And, you know, of course, he didn't say just a whole lot, but I have to tell you that now, 10 years later, these people are my favorite neighbors, and it's just opened the door. We didn't let it become a big explosive thing. I instead turned the tide and invited them to be communicative with me. And and that did evolve into that. And I really enjoy these people now just just so, so much. So, you know, it can work. It can work out that way. You can turn it around, and they can become your ally instead of a detractor. But but listen and engage it carefully. And, of course, choose your battles very wisely. It's easy, you know, this doesn't work with everybody, and it's easy to waste like 80% of your energy on the 20% of people who will never be positive. You just kind of have to analyze the situation, give it a little go. Sometimes you don't know for sure, sometimes you think you do, but you want to watch the preconceived notions anyhow because you'd be surprised how the grumpiest person would just show a little bit of mercy and a little bit of forgiveness and approach with a little bit of kindness can just melt away the tough exterior that they have there to protect their own hearts and their own souls and their own pain. So you have to gauge for yourself how likely a turnaround is and how much effort is worth it for you. (laughs) The next step is to be secure in the good things that you are doing. Sometimes there's nothing you can do to win people over. So, you know, just let it go. And I hear another Disney song or I should say a Disney song. The last one was Taylor Swift. The song from Frozen, Let It Go. Again, apologize for my singing, but <laughs> let that song play in your head, the song from Frozen, Let It Go, and just let it go. You can't win everybody over, and and if you can't avoid them, um, maybe you can't laugh with them, just let it go. So you have to just ignore them and keep telling yourself that you don't need their approval to achieve your goals and be the person that you are meant to be. You don't need it. And that brings us right to the final step, which is to be what you want to attract. So keep the vision of who you are and may still be becoming Firmly plant it in your mind, very firmly. Visualize it constantly, and don't even let any of those negative people try to crumble that image for you or take it away and make you stop believing in it. There will always be negative people in your life, so let's simply look at them as an obstacle you have to overcome and reach your goal. And and you know there's going to always be obstacles, but if you think positive and use your very present mind to find solutions, you can move right past them. 
and maybe, maybe even get them to join you. Wouldn't that be great? So I'm going to go back and review the seven steps just real quick. So first of all, let's first identify them. Identify them for what they are. You've got to name it, right? Just name it for what, I, for what it is. And while you're identifying, kind of keep in mind, is this a caring person, someone who really cares for me, or someone who doesn't? Because then you'll recognize your own reactions a little bit more. You're more likely to soak it in, aren't you, if it's someone that you believe cares about you. They care about you so certainly what they're saying must be true, plus it hurts a lot more. But, you know, sometimes they have a perspective that maybe you can help them with. So identify the negative person for what they are and give yourself an honest check to see if there's any of the negativity that can be useful to you. Not to beat yourself up. Do not do that. As I explained, the analogy I like to visualize in going through life is driving the car. You just make course corrections. Maybe you hit a pothole and it threw your car a little bit to the left or the right. Maybe the road is slopes. You've got to steer the wheel to the left a little bit, stay in the center. Just make a little course correction. That's smart. The third one, set boundaries. Boundaries are a good thing. Boundaries are a really good thing. There you go. If you find out that the course corrections are not needed, you just have a plain old negative person, then set right about making your boundaries and make those boundaries clear to them so that they don't cross them. Number four, then get that otter box mentality out. Get it out. Put the armor around yourself. And no matter what kind of burns they try to throw your way, confident inside yourself that you know who you are, you recognize them as a negative person, and whatever bull they try to come up with is not going to matter to you. The fifth thing, confront them. Go ahead, confront them. Try to keep it cool and strong, not on the putting anyone on the defensive. I think we know that never works. But confront them. And you might have to step away from the situation for a little bit and think about it. I know sometimes I do. I need to maybe kind of, especially if there's a burn going on there, I need to like step away and kind of evaluate. But try to get them on your side. Confront them. If you think it's worth it, and I'd say probably a good percentage of the time it is, at least you can make the effort. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it's worth it if you can turn it around. But don't waste too much time on it if you've got a really, really negative person that's not going to budge. And a sixth, be secure in the good things you are doing. Believe in that. Believe in that. And, and just let it go. Let everything else go. And finally, be what you want to attract. Become that. Visualize that in your mind every day. And... Don't let that image of who you are, who you know you are, and who you are becoming, where your goals are and where you want to go with your goals, don't let anything detract you because you're not going to give negative people that kind of power. What a tremendous loss that would be to yourself. And we're not going to make those kind of sacrifices for negative people. There's no payoff. It doesn't help them. It doesn't help you. So happy, have a happy week and Try to find those positive people in your life. I really do like positive affirmations, and I've mentioned these before. There's Louise Hay is 
kind of the queen of positive affirmation. She has a great book. But I know you can find a lot of those online too and, and give them to yourself. Say them to yourself every morning, every night. I, I am going to stick to my myself. I'm going to be who I am. I'm not going to let anybody get in my way. I'm not like going to let anybody stop me from being me. I am a good person. What Ever affirmations work for you, just keep telling them to yourself, and that will also help block the negative people, and just keep doing that. Don't let those negative people get you, okay? So thanks for joining me. I will see you this same time next week, every week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonics Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com.